It's Friday night. It's time for the happy hour here at MutinyRadio.fm. The happiest of happy hours that make people happy with laughter and joy and comedians being funny. Yay! Uh, today's a little bit different because I don't know what's going on. We haven't had a lot of signups on our on our list. Usually there's a pre-signed list of 18 comedians hot to get on the stage. But um, I don't know if my smart farts smell weird or something, but people are... But there are two stalwart comedians with us right now. Uh, We're going to do things a little different. Lee, today, I'm going to interview them a little bit while they're on stage, and then then we'll get to some big, long sets. It's going to be fun on the happy hour for the people here. Come and join us. 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the Mission. Uh, Hey, your first comedian is just a lovely human being. He has a great show here on Tuesday nights from 10 to midnight called Occult Oubliette. And he's going to talk to us about that, the uh, spells and rituals he's been doing in this space, and how you can get involved with those two. Everybody, clans clapping for David Stolowitz. There he is. Hi, Pam. Hi, Nicole. Hey, how you doing? All right. Yeah, thanks for coming all the way from your strange hippie commune uh, in the in the deep south (laughs) (laughs) bay. Uh, tell us about your weird hippie commune that you like to live on. Uh, yeah, so it's called uh, Rancho Scapito, and uh, my friend Abel uh, owns the place, and he and his boyfriend got it together, and they were big fans of um, that Bravo show, um, you know, about the two gay guys that get the country bug. Is that that? I didn't know that. I only remember Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. That's the only yeah, one I remember. Yeah, this one was different. It was, oh, shit. Um, I can't even remember the name because I, I didn't really watch it. It was like Big Gay Small Houses, something like that? Sort of, but like they had their whole line <laughs> of products and he still got all this goat's milk baths wow. salt like lying around the house. Yeah. <laughs> but the boyfriend died. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, so he was riding a horse and got hit by a truck and they both died. Uh, the horse too? Yeah. Oh, my God. What a tragic story. Yeah, but it's okay because like he was a really loving person and he left like a, a wonderful legacy so we still feel like his positive spirit around the farm, you know? Wow. Yeah. So uh, spirits around the farm, are you, are you lighting sage? Or are you uh, drawing pentagrams? I lit some with- sage for a while. Um, I just got this big glyph in the mail, and uh, it's a, a heptagram with seven sides. And it's really mm. intricate, and it's all like an old Enochian script from Europe. And all my friends were really weirded out when they saw the mail, because I guess they didn't put my name on it, just like the address and my company. So they opened it up and like, what the fuck is this? And they're like, oh, this has to be David. Enochian you know? <laughs> <laughs> language? Enochian. Um, so Enoch was a prophet. Oh, right? so E, E-N-O-C-H. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Hanoch uh, in Hebrew. Yeah, it's... Uh, so he uh, spoke with God and the angels. And he was supposed to be like this great scholar warrior um, in Jewish mythology. Yes. And he took mushrooms. Uh, yeah. Actually, the <laughs> prophets did utilize uh, mushrooms sacramentally. Like in Ezekiel, there's, they talk about, I ate this scroll and it was sweet in my mouth, but bitter in my stomach and gave me visions. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, it, it was a sacrament. Acid on a sugar prophets. cube. Uh-huh. Sweet in my mouth, bitter in my tummy, seeing visions. Yeah, well, That's they may have used marijuana in the original temple, actually. Um, it depends on the translation you use for the ingredient list, but the Hebrew word is kanebusim. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, so, you know, that might have inspired a few I, things. I heard that when priests were anointed, it isn't the way where we, like, when we anoint children right now with, like, the, you know, you used to dunk people in the water, but now they sprinkle some water on a child or whatever. But mm-hmm. when they used to anoint people in oil, they really dip their whole body in oil. So if there was cannabis in that oil, of course, cannabis is skin soluble, like in its fat state or whatever. So you would get the essential oil. Yeah. Very strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So go Jews. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a good Jewish presence here in mutiny. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. So uh, tell us about some of the spells you've done. Um, Are well, you allowed to do that? Is it like once yeah, you do a spell, sure, you can't fine. talk about it? Oh, I'm so over vows of secrecy and silliness. Um, a, a lot of it is superstition, and I had to learn that for myself. But um, it, it's kind of like you have to learn to understand language. So it's like originally like in Egypt and in Greece, uh, the gods of language were also the gods of magic, like oh. Thoth and Hermes. Yeah, so there, there's this uh, psychological link. Because it's like uh, our relationship between direct reality and the way we describe it. Because um, words aren't the same thing. They're, they're fingers pointing at, at the moon or the sun or whatever. Whoa. Yeah. So it's like if you get confused by words, uh, you're under a glamour, a grammar. Ah, yeah. yeah. A, gl- a grammar glamour. <laughs> exactly. Say that 12 times fast. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> So how does, um, how does your study of magic influence your comedy? Um, so <laughs> magic with a K comedy. With it's a C, funny in yo. itself that, that, you know, I, I, I'm a believer in, you know, the left coast, which is full of disbelievers or at least people here are like into new age stuff a lot. And I was into that too. Um, a lot of it is silly. So I just, I never run out of material that way. Right. Um, but it's like that, that part of it isn't, is what makes it kind of worth it. It's like you, uh, you find the diamonds in the rough. And it, it's just common sense. It's wisdom. And magic gives you wisdom. Let's all hear that material right now. Everybody <laughs> clap your hands together for David Stolowitz. I love raising the black power fist and co-opting that. I just wanted to say it makes me feel empowered. I don't know what damage I'm doing. But yeah, nice to see you all. Thanks for stopping by. Um, I used to have a demon and an angel on my shoulder, but I got too much dandruff, so they both left. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, I, I'm, I'm starting to think differently about religion these days. I think part of the thing is I realize my motives haven't been pure for trying to understand it, because I've been trying to uh, get away from hell, but you know that can be a hellish thing in itself. Like, if you're so convinced that there's a problem with you and you keep digging in, there's no problem, you're just going to make a mess with your shovel. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's really funny. Uh, I had this brilliant set at Keys Club like two years ago one night where I just got drunk and was going off about, like, what's wrong with me? And uh, I was like, you know, is it my mother? Is it my father? Is it God? Is it the devil? Is it my brother? Is it my grandfather? Is it capitalism? Is it society? Should I have my genes modified? How expensive would that be? Is that considered messing with nature? And just off. I went off and off and off. Yeah, it's not the same. Um, I'm getting kind of sick of masturbation jokes, I have to say. I don't know what it is. They just rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. But like, uh, you ever notice the words for self-indulgence are the same words we use for masturbation, wankers, jerks. Um, so I want to be less of a jerk these days. But my friends like thinks it's so controversial to not whack off three times a day. And I tell them I only do it like once a week. And they're like, how do you survive? What's going on? And like, 
it's a mess to clean up. I don't like doing it too often. <laughs> and I just like to talk about other things on stage too, you know? Spirit and life and philosophy, not just my dick, but I don't know. Um, so I'm doing this showcase in uh, Morgan Hill, and uh, I got asked, uh, is it a clean show? And I think what I'm going to do is just challenge the comics to work clean and like give them extra points and rewards if they can do a clean set. Because it, it's been dirty before, so I'm going to make it interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I get a little schizophrenic trying to run clean mics and dirty mics. Because <laughs> I don't believe like one is better than the other. I think they're both important to comedy for their own reasons. But people get so like uh, caught up in picking a side. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. They both arise mutually. Yes. Uh, so I've been working on new material, if you can't tell. Do you mind if I grab my paper? Cool. Um, it's kind of scary on the hills, though, isn't it? Uh, don't skate faster than you can control. Okay, there's that. Yeah, I I took a big spill once while I was skating down a hill, and so I I've kind of avoided it ever since then. <laughs> uh, let's see what I got in here. Um, pirates get STDs. You know about this? I mean, people think it's so glorious and and wonderful and romantic to be a pirate, but you know they're alcoholics and they're always screwing in the Caribbean. <laughs> And stuff gets passed around, the French disease. And suddenly being a pirate isn't that cool anymore. Okay. Um, let's see. So, Pam, you're going to perform at Johnny's Nude Resort? Yeah. Yeah, you're going to go all nude? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a naked set, yeah. Okay. That'll be interesting. How are you feeling about that? I, I, have no, I have no issue with it whatsoever. My bush is so fluffy right now. No one can even <laughs> grasp the idea of where my vagina is. Like it's impossibly puffy down there. It's like wearing a weird little hair skirt between my legs. <laughs> well, congratulations. <laughs> um, let's see. I, I've been wondering, uh, I, I, I've been eating too much beef. I feel like I'm getting into too many fights now. So I think I got to lay off it. Um, I wonder, though, if I eat less chicken, will it make me more or less brave? And if I don't eat turkey, will I behave better in public? Will it help my social skills? I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, you like that clean, cutesy shit, don't you? Don't you? I've been a bad boy, San Francisco. Who wants to stay? <laughs> you, sir, I know you're a disciplinarian. <laughs> I don't see the appeal of sadomasochism. Like, I read Sod, but just like academically, I just couldn't get into it. Um, I felt like I wanted to be well-rounded, so it was good to do your research, but I'm just like... No, you're so privileged. That's why you get to have such a fucked up fetish. Uh, it's not a thing. <sighs> yeah. What else I got in here? Um, Sam Licardo, the mayor of San Jose, sucks. And not just the blood of 20-something techie bros that stay young forever. Which is a thing now. Have you read about this? You know, blood plasma transfusions? People pay like $80,000. So if you want to support Mutiny Radio, consider donating. <laughs> Your young blood can keep some 70-year-old white guy in power. <laughs> and again, we're back to race. White, 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 white. Am I white? White. <laughs> All right. Take care. <laughs> David Stowitz, everyone. All whitey. <laughs> 
Uh, your next comedian uh, that we're going to talk to a little bit first and get to know her and where the fuck she's been for a while. Everybody, clap your hands in a wild, slappy-like motion for Nicole Turley. Hello. I'm hey. always happy to come back and see you. I've been actually doing shows. That's amazing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, you, but you. Somebody talk- actually booked me after they heard me on this. No, I don't know why. Well, no, you're hilarious. You great hand jobs. That's why. <laughs> I've known you for like six years in comedy. And <laughs> you've been here forever, and you're hilarious. But you, you. you disappeared for like two years. Yeah. Um, gosh, I, we talk about that. It, I, I, I made a, I got sidetracked, uh, with a couple of horrible boy and, um, uh, drug related decisions and gotcha. had a little life adventure, uh, learned some things, um, got myself into some troubles and got out of them. How, and, um, and yeah, how did, how does, how did that experience affect your comedy? So did, do you have like stories about, yeah, I do have stories rock bottom things from or? that. Yeah. Um, and I'll point that out. Yeah, I do have stories from that. So, um, so it affected you cause you, you've come back so strong that oh, it's really? almost like, Thank absolutely. You. That, was I it take like myself needed? less seriously now. Uh-huh. Um, and also the biggest thing is I don't drink alcohol, which oh. used to be the biggest, now, I got my 90-day chip yesterday, you guys. <gasps> Yay! Which is, like, past the point where most experts say you're... That most relapses happen in the first 90 days. Um, so it's that 90 days is significant because you're past... Well, that's what they say. That's what, you know. So I'm right. waiting for the magic bird to come out and, you know, make me safe from that. But, yeah, but so when I did that, um, I, I started to need comedy more and I started to enjoy it more. Mm. And I noticed when I wasn't... When you're not drunk all the time your brain works better (laughs) and faster um yeah so i enjoy it more because i'm actually in the moment you know there's no haze and i'm actually sharper and i think like the brain cells are starting to grow back wow yeah so i know that sounds really stupid but for years when i was just like numbing myself out with booze i wasn't thinking i was just yeah i was just yeah well no i i have sometimes i'll get off stage and Mm. i won't remember if i've performed and i'll ask jonathan later like did i perform and he's like yeah I didn't know you were that wasted. <laughs> like you seriously don't remember performing? Maybe. Maybe. That, are we sure I went up? So, yeah. Okay, but yeah, okay, it, just, it, just, it just took me, like, I'm nothing against alcohol. I'm a big, I I'm, drink it if you can do it responsibly, but it took me years to just realize that it, me and alcohol were not a good combination. Right. I mean, there was no choice. It was either I drank it's there. Either I didn't drink or I drank like right, to blackout right, right, or I drank right, to where right. I couldn't. Yeah. So I'm really happy, you know, not to be doing it. It would be nice to be able to drink like an adult, but I've proven that I can't. So I tried moderation management. I tried to do it on my own. So I just, you're like my favorite, interven- you're my favorite intervention. Cause I, I didn't, I kind of got to see a little bit of you. Like you're like my intervention in person i watch a lot of intervention oh you do <laughs> i've never insane. watched that i need an intervention from <laughs> intervention i've never watched that show it is so fun to watch uh because at the end you see people and you're like and then they look great and they're wonderful and then they their comedy career is all on track and everything works and you're like look it was just the alcohol or whatever and it's and oh. then i cry at the end of the intervention i cry i'm like oh she did it oh my god i love it no but i love watching intervention because then it makes me feel like well i'm not that bad of an alcoholic like, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I do, you know, I still pee my pants sometimes. All right. Oh, I've, I've, I've been, I've been there, done that. Yeah. yeah. Except I don't remember doing it. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's always fun to take that bus ride home in the morning when your pants are just slightly damp. And oh, it's like, yeah. and you're like, did I, did I pee my pants? Did I just get really excited? I, okay. 
Your next comedian is going to make you guys laugh your asses off. Oh, my God. Clap your hands wildly for Nicole Turley. Oh. All right, you guys. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I've been in a good mood, mostly. Uh, today is not... I'm just, like, uh, angry. And um, I think it's because I, I, like, I haven't been laid in a while. And it's not for the reasons you... I used to, like, you know, when you drink, it's really easy to have sex, you know, because people you normally could not have sex with, it's a lot easier. And I think it's just because um, <laughs> I'm having try- trouble finding a guy that's, like, not a complete fucking sissy lately. I'm trying. I, I like manly men. Like I work in the marina. Has who's ever been to the marina? Okay, and nobody's from the marina. I'm not ripping. I, I don't. You know, I should just. If you're from the marina, this doesn't apply to you. You're you're one of the exceptions. But um, I, I, the guys that come into this restaurant that I work at, which will remain nameless, are such fucking pussies. I, they're the guy, the kind of guys that come in and they they wear black pants and they ask for a black napkin so they don't get white fribbies. <laughs> Ah, and they're just they're just so uptight. They're okay, the, how can I paint a picture of these marina douches? These guys, they are so uptight and they drink like non-alcoholic beer. I am sorry. That is like if you want to if you want to advertise that you're a fucking douche, order a non-alcoholic beer. Okay? Oh, okay, the, but these marina douche, douches are like they are so sissy. You can just tell that when they they're afraid of their own orgasms. Like, they'll start to come, and they'll get so, oh, my God, what's happening in my pants, that they'll make it stop, and then they'll call their mom. <laughs> that is how funny. <laughs> Sorry, I said I was going to unleash the hate. I'm just going to get this hate out right now. Um, um, I, they're, yeah, they're not as bad as the marina bitches, though. Like, can I get a mimosa? Can I get a mimosa? Every Sunday morning at brunch. It is like hell. Oh my God. I just, I just, why can't, like, why, why can't somebody, oh, I probably, I, I'm not going to say what I was going to say, you know, because you probably shouldn't say why can't there be a terror attack on the marina, you know? That's probably, uh, probably, so I'm not going to say that. Um, anyway, um, I just probably created a bunch of air cloud of bad karma, but I just had to get this out. I'm not doing anything bad to these people. Um, you know, I'm just saying, yeah, anyway, but Marina guys, oh my God. Anyway, moving on. Um, so I usually, when I have this much hate inside, I would drink so I wouldn't just come in and say it out loud, but I don't have that option anymore. So people are going to have to know how much I hate them. Um, but, uh, I, uh, I was a blackout drinker, like regularly, and I didn't realize that you're actually, you were actually doing really bad shit to your brain when you blackout drink, and I, I don't know why I thought that was normal, but I was a regular blacker-outer. I just made a word, guys. Um, and I, I have no idea what I did in a lot of these blackouts, and it's always embarrassing, like when you meet somebody for the first time, you know, and you're like, hi, you are, and he's like all, uh, we slept together like two weeks ago. So embarrassing. <laughs> No, but I just want to get a blackout regression. You know how they have like past live regressions, you know? I just want to have that done, you know, just so I can know firsthand what I actually did during all of those blackouts. I lived a whole other life in my blackout, and I would just like to be, an to be able to answer the question, you know, Nicole, have you killed anyone without having to say not to my knowledge? Sure. Uh... The worst is when you black out on a friend, you know, somebody you respect, and you're just a shit show around them, and they have to take care of you. I did that to a friend of mine. Uh, we were out, and I, uh, I had had a couple bo bottles of wine before we'd met up, and we were out, 
And I, uh, you know, I was in the blackout by the second bar. Because the next thing I remember is I was awake on my sister's couch. Some of you have heard this story before, but bear with me. And I'm like, shit, what did I do? I'm frantically searching for my phone. And I text him going, yeah, I am so sorry. I got blackout drunk on you. I am so sorry. I hope I was not an asshole. And I waited five minutes and he texts me back. No, you were fine. I had a great time. Thanks for the blowjob. Now, he was joking. He was joking about that. But that is not what I thought. No. What I thought was, God, I hope I did a good job. Because <laughs> that is totally what I would do in a blackout. I mean, I don't really know what a drunken blackout blowjob from me would be like. But considering the fact that I have been known to gag on a toothbrush, it's probably a lot of teeth and choking. I mean, I'm sure at the time I'm giving the blowjob, I think I'm Jenna Jameson. But really, it's more like the pit of Carcoon from Return of the Jedi. <laughs> or sticking your dick in a blender, or the wood chipper from Fargo. I don't know, I, try, I was trying the rule of threes there, but I think that, I told that joke I, at Oakland Spice Monkey, and the guys in the audience were just like, oh, that was not a comfortable image for them. Um, I didn't win that contest, by the way. Um, and actually, all the white people in that contest were voted off, so uh, we blame racism. Um, and, <laughs> but, um, oh, as far as bad decisions, um, I make like really shitty man decisions. Like I have, oh, ooh, oh my gosh. Okay, I'll be quick. That's what she said. But um, like one of them is like, okay, like how bad is my taste in men? How can I say this? Game of Thrones, Thrones fans, do we have any that know? Okay, you know how everybody had the big vaggie boner for Jon Snow? Yeah. I was all about Ramsey Bol Bolton. Ramsey, that guy, I'm sorry. I thought he was so hot. And I know he was just like, you know, it takes some balls to cut a dude's dick off. You know, it takes some balls to be that cruel to sick dogs and have them eat people. Anyway, so that is how I mean, I actually, um, I actually dated a guy. Um, he was a psychopath, actually. He ended up in a mental institution um, after we broke up. <laughs> and um, that, that was pretty crazy. Um, but I'm kind of jealous, you know, because when my ex does better than me after the breakup it really pisses me off you know because I you know he gets out of all his bills he doesn't have to fucking work you know <laughs> it's like damn what do I have to do to get committed have a but I hear that really screws up your life oh I don't really have a, a climactic oh I'll, I'll end with this oh here's 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 my climax of my set um so now I don't drink and I started doing yoga so now what I figure is that I just have to become a male vegan with a man bun, and I will be everything I once despised. <laughs> Thank you, Pam. All right, I've been Nicole Turley. Uh, all right. Nicole Turley, yay! Vegan yoga man bun, yay! I've been watching all, I've been trying to eat less meat because I've been watching all these documentaries about meat and I'm like, it's killing us all. Everything's killing us. Now we can't eat gluten or meat or processed meat or wheat or soy or dairy, which is the same as meat. Your next comedian has lots and lots of opinions. Matthew, do you get it? We're going to do a little interview before you're set. Hey, come on up for the interview portion with Matthew Quirk. Before we get into this interview, I would like to point out that I am a man. <laughs> okay. I'm familiar with the marina because I do plumbing there. Oh, yes, yeah. I'm manly. And let me tell you, 
In my experience in plumbing, which is only a few months, but man, we are all the same. Foul, foul beings. All right. So, so all people, all people are disgusting foul beings, not just men, not just marina men, all men or men and women. Everyone's a disgusting foul creature. Every Everyone. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but I mean, come on. I agree with her thing about the black pants with a black fucking napkin. Fuck you. You have so much money. Get me. Get out of the fuck out of here. Maybe not everyone's a wimp or a coward, but everyone's a, bef- a befoulment of nature. Okay. A befoulment. Uh, so you're, uh, you brought all your carpentry biz. No time to go home in between plumbing. work and play. Plumbing. Uh, so you do you, what's the grossest thing you've seen in plumbing? Like, is it a toilet that from a hoarder that hasn't been used in 10 years and you have to do something with it? Those are pretty gross. But a couple of the really terrible things I've seen is uh, I had to uh, break open a, uh, a sewage pipe or replacing a sewage pipe. So it had to be dug up from the earth. Oh. And I'll give everyone one single guess what sewage pipes get clogged up with. Poo. Yes, shit. Right. Uh, so there's no avoiding that. But probably the worst thing, there was some flea-bitten hotel in uh, North Beach where we had to find a leak, and it might have been coming from this one guy's apartment. And this guy was a crazy, drugged-out, home, you know, near-homeless guy with, like, a pus sack on oh. his face. That was like, I was like, uh, we'll break the fucking floor from underneath. Like, I don't want to go in that apartment. Like, right. Let's find that leak some other way. You're going to get some staph infection or something terrible. Or, yeah, it's just, it was, yeah. so, and smell and Ooh. just everything about uh, it. it was, oh, your poor job self. Uh, no, that's great. But you still, plumbers make a lot of money, right? Uh, yeah, plumbers do, but I'm an apprentice. Oh. Yeah, it's a new thing for me. So, starting life again. But once if, once you're in the union, doesn't anyone have to buy you a drink who's in the union with you because you're an apprentice? Uh, they do not, that in electric electrician's union. That's probably true. I'm in a union. I work for a company that does plumbing. Oh. I'm an apprentice. You can learn plumbing and be a licensed plumber without being in any union. Oh. Yeah. But you seem like the kind of person who'd want to be in a union. You kind of strike me as like a communist weirdo, you know? Like, I feel like you have some weird manifesto at home. Uh, I am not aware of any manifesto for the listening audience. And, uh... I mean, I'm for unions and such in in theory, but like the uh, bureaucracies, I'm not so for. I mean, they make you do these asinine things. Like I tried to join the uh, Stage Builders Union Uh and they're like, uh, give us your resume and you have to mail us, you know, you have to get the mailed copy of your college transcript. And I was like, well, it's coming. I didn't have it by the time of the date and I have the PDF of it. Uh, and they're like, no, it has to be mailed to you official. and then given to us un, like, without the envelope being broken. Right. And I'm like, well, shit, I would have looked in to make sure it was what it was. Like, I wouldn't have not opened the letter. Well, you have them directly send the letter to the school. No, it has to, to be the- sent to you. This oh, is bureaucracy. Don't so try weird. to logic me here, Pam, or understand. <laughs> just listen. Okay. All right? And uh, don't try to solve my problems. A girl just wants someone to listen sometimes. Okay? And... Uh, so you have to hand it to them in the sealed envelope, which I would have opened just to check. It has to be mailed to you and handed to them. And it has to be from the college. Like the PDF doesn't count because I, I could forge that. I'm like, speaking of forging, you want my resume, right? Like that's totally made up, right? That's completely <laughs> fictional. But, but like, who, I'm gonna, if I had the skills to make a believable college transcript, 
Right. I would just be a forger. I wouldn't sign up for this. Sure, you'd be making you know? dollar bills or something. Similar. Yeah. Do you list roller skating under special skills on your resume? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Well, I'm a professional. Professional roller skater because you teach. I'm a professional roller skater for anyone in the audience who was curious. Yes. I had to get his attention. He was reading. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Were you boring? Well, yes, maybe, I teach. Maybe I also do performances. I get, I've been doing $100 performances more than once, like 10 of them. People are giving you hundreds of dollars to perform? Like they'll hire me for three hours and give me 300 bucks. <gasps> I'll do a commercial for, it takes an hour for 150 bucks. Wow. You know. That's the way to work. I'll, you you know. don't get anything here. <laughs> don't say that. Well, now, right get, now you get to tell like six minutes rewards. of jokes. Oh, the interview is over? Yeah. Right. I think every, he's, he's reading, he's bored. You bored him with, the, with too much, I don't know. Too much facts. We'll, I'm we'll, too manly we'll for see him. If you, he's we'll, not interested. We'll see what you're... He's just... Right. It's just some call it an interview, yeah. some call it ranting, some call it a TED Talk, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I have... This is called feeling. I'm emotional and passionate. You feeling. might want to add a little bit of it to your... <laughs> Nothing more than feeling. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, All right, let me introduce you. Everybody clap your hands wildly for Matthew Quirk. <laughs> All right, well, what did I want to talk about today? I was getting so into my rants and my raves, I forgot what my set and my bit was going to be about. So uh, everyone keeps asking me if I had, you know, home to change and everything, and I, I guess I have an announcement to make, everyone. Um, I'm transitioning, right? I'm transitioning from an apartment to a van, right? More of a van-zition, really. So I totally had time to go home because I had to drive it here. Um, Doesn't that make you post off at this point? I am, clearly. Uh, so yeah, you know, when you live in a van, you got to get rid of all your shit, right? You got to pare down your, your essentials. And uh, while I was doing that, uh, I was having a garage sale the last time I had access to a garage. And uh, one of my neighbors comes by and she's like, oh, where are you moving to? And I point to my vehicle, you know, she's like, oh, you're moving into your car. And I was like, Jesus, how fucking insensitive of this, you know, San Francisco woman. I think she'd be a little more woke on these issues. So let me van explain something to you all. That uh, size matters, okay? It's a van. It's not a car. It's a van. It's a van. It's not a car. I guess I should be happy she didn't fat shame me like, oh, what's up? You can't fit all your shit in a trunk, you hoarder. You know? So I guess what I'm saying is uh, I need to take a shower, guys. I need to take a shower. Can I take a shower at your place? Is your place available? Yeah. I quit drinking. I quit drinking. I have my own towel. I have my own towel. I'm not a total loser. Right on. Okay. I'll be over later. Uh, so you really got to look after your health, too, while you're in a van. So I tried some gluten-free stuff, and man, were my guts churning. <laughs> I'm allergic to gluten-free. I'm a man. I need wheat. Give it to me. <laughs> so I started drinking uh, kombucha instead, and I'm like, what is this, like turnt wine and skunked beer that some marketing genius convinced us was snake oil, right? And we bought it. We drank that stuff. But now that I'm drinking it, I realize it's the slurry they use for fracking. It's causing major climate change in my microbiomes and in my fucking floras and faunas. 
And as a result, I am producing methane. It's horrible. So I got off that shit. Now I started eating kimchi. And uh, after eating a little kimchi, I just have to ask, what the fuck is wrong with Koreans? Yeah. How do you make cabbage worse? It's a miracle of science. I eat that stuff and it makes me Kim Jong ill. Too bad no one's listening. That joke wrote itself. That was a lightning bolt from beyond. I'm just the medium through which it was told. So I told that joke once and there was a, uh, an Asian in the audience and I was like, hey man, I'm sorry I just besmirched the single thing you've given to civilization as a culture. And he's like, oh no man, I hate kimchi. I'm like, all right, I'm right about this. Once again, I'm right. No credit, but I'm right. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, it's not all downsides living in your van, right? I mean, uh, I own my own home in San Francisco, ladies. I know what you gold diggers are thinking. What neighborhood, right? Anyone I want. You want walkability? I've got it. How about views? I can be there too. What do you need? I'm there. Uh, so uh, Genghis Khan, you know, he lived in a tent, very mobile. And he just thought that people who lived in stone structures and single locations, that they just deserved all the terribleness that he bestowed upon them. And uh, now that I'm living in a van, I got to say, I'm starting to see his point. Nothing. Nobody's listening. What kind of time do I have? Two minutes. Two minutes. Uh, Well, let's talk about pussy then. Since uh, it was brought up earlier, I'll, I'll bring it back to something you had to say about being naked. So uh, kids today, man, they just got it too fucking easy, right? Too easy with pussy. I mean, vagina now is like the Iraq war, right? Nothing but scorched earth down there, right? Nothing between you and Baghdad. No mystery, right? But like when I was growing up, it was like Vietnam down there. Like you were in the jungle. It was bush. And you're down there looking out for Charlie and shit, man. You couldn't see which way was north. The fucking orgasm was a myth still. And the G-spot hadn't been invented yet. And the clitoris was like the Mayan city of gold swallowed up by the jungle. You'd be like, are you sure it's this way? Yes, keep going. So I'm sure I could find your bush at that naked thing, man, because I grew up when you just had to have orientation. We didn't have Google Maps or the vagina monologues to tell us what to do. We just had to learn by self and figure that shit out. It made us tougher. It made us more appreciative. Not like kids today, man. They just got it too easy. What was that, a minute 30? Yeah, exactly. Damn. So, uh... It's Pride Month, right? But June is also Ginger Awareness Month. And in case you're not aware, I'm a ginger. And, uh, you know, the man, how he does you. He gives and he takes away, right? I mean, February, coldest month, shortest month. That's Black History Month. What does he give the gingers? June, the sunniest fucking month, man. We can't even go out and enjoy it. That's how the man does you, man. He gives and he takes away. He gives and he takes away. All right, that was my 30 seconds for sure. 
All right, Mutiny Radio. Hey, Matthew Quirk, before you go down, pull one of those little Jive product project things up there. If you want to get 20 bucks a month of free food, they give you vouchers for um, fruits and vegetables in San Francisco. If you live in San Francisco, get one of those things. And then when you sign up, Mention my name because I can win a $100 gift certificate. I'm doing it and I'm really excited about it. They're giving me money for food. So, yay. It's like 120 bucks in free food for over six months. Just if you want to. And it's a, it's a project done by Stanford. It's very cool. And they just ask you about what you ate. And it's weird because the other day, all I had was a salad and beer because I was going to a comedy show and they said that I was going to get dinner, but then I didn't get dinner and they only gave me two drink tickets and I got pretty wasted. Your next comedian has a show here at the station on Wednesdays from 10 to midnight called The Night Space with Arden. We're going to do a little interview first and we'll get to his jokes. Put your hands together for Arden. Hey, everybody. There he is. How we doing? Awesome. So uh, what's your favorite thing about uh, being involved in comedy thus far? You've been in it for... What a year and a half now? Two years. Two years. Yeah. Two. Years how? how well, let me rephrase that question. How has it changed your life? Uh, it's given me a sense of purpose. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, I now know what I want to do and what I'm pursuing and what I'm working towards. Uh, and uh, I've got a whole bunch of like-minded people to talk about it with. So the, you know, community is a really big part of what it gave me. Oh wow! Yeah. Are you crying because you're about to cough, or are you crying oh, no, because that, you got that choked was up there? A, was I, I downed a uh, ice mocha real quick earlier. Oh, and it's coming back on me. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. How much caffeine do you drink a day? Uh, not that much, actually. That was the only caffeine I had today, and I just needed that because I ate a 50 mil edible and just smoked Bro- a whole bunch of bowls. So right, gotcha. Wanted to make sure I was conscious for this. Sure. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. So uh, you use caffeine regularly to counteract the effects of uh, indica. Yeah, because uh, the indica helps with the anxiety, ah. and the caffeine doesn't. So it just kind of, you know, levels playing field. Right. It's kind of like Valium and uh, meth, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. much smaller yeah. doses, much different drugs. Yeah. Uh, what uh, you you big drug? You big fan of drugs? Uh, just marijuana. I quit drinking as well. I quit a, a year ago. Um, yeah, it was one of those things where I was looking in the mirror and it was like. Uh, I'm miserable, and this is just compounding things. Oh. And uh, I was like, you know, and I feel miserable, and I quit drinking, and now I weigh 130, maybe. And uh, I wake up every morning bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. What, what were you before? Were you like you were like a fat fuck at 160 or something? Give me a break. Like, what, what, I, were you I, fucking I was, tipping the scales at 160? about 150. 150. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. He's tipping the scales there at 150. Oh, no, I but got I up to 168 in college because oh, of the good. booze. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, yeah. and on your on your um, your petite uh, frame, that hey, would be. Pam, are you saying you want lot. me to take my shirt off? Is no, no, I'm not saying that we can. You know, I can make that happen. But, yeah. I'm just saying that I I had the same problem in college. I I the biggest I ever was, I think it was 148 yeah. and I was drinking and I was like, why am I, I was dancing all the time. I didn't understand. And it's cause I was like drinking six to eight natty lights, you know? Oh yeah. Natty light is actually not light in calories at no, all. Not it, whatsoever. It, no. it, and, uh, I was doing, uh, pictures of shots with my fraternity brothers and, uh, having beers in between. Sure, sure. So yeah. And, and we were having kamikaze shots. Oh goodness. A lot so of sugar. That's I, not yeah, good for your, and I was having 18 of those plus four beers. Oof, and oof. yeah, that, that, that's, that'll do you. That's like full blown alcoholism. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was there. Oh, yeah. I was there. Wow. Yeah. Fraternities are weird that way. Uh, so we were hazed with alcohol. 
No, no, that was all voluntary. That was me doing was that to all, myself. No, that was that, all that was that was me picking up the tab. You know. Oh uh, right, I see. I, it, they, that just they just kind of facilitated because other people thought it was normal behavior. Well, and and I did I did too. I mean, I I one of the things I was so proud of and I prided myself on in college is that I can shotgun a beer like faster than anybody. Yeah. Like, and I could do, I could open it with a key or a knife, really anything sharp. Give me a stick, a yeah. pen. I was really, I was a big shotgunner. Yeah. I used to show up to a party with a 750 of, you know, vodka. Okay. And uh, they'd say, oh, that's for the party. I said, no, this is for me. Oh. Yeah. And uh, that'd be gone by the end of the night. I might be too, but, you right. know. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, were, were you more of a vomiter or a pants pisser? Uh, it varied. Very. All yeah. right. All right. Um, yeah. I was also, the funny thing was, uh, the reason why I kept with the booze was because it had positive consequences where I was the life of the party. I was the fun guy. I was able to talk to women in a way that I couldn't when I was sober huh. and uh, also hook up with random people. Um, you know, so I thought I was having a great time. Really, I was just, you know, lashing out at a whole bunch of sadness. Wow. Yeah. And, but, and so through your sobriety, you've come to these like high-minded, life-changing decisions? Yeah. And, uh, you know, the marijuana helps a lot with the anxiety and the depression, you know, uh, because I'm clinically depressed. It's, it's a chemical thing. It's, you know, I'm going to live with it forever. Um, it, but it's just how I, I choose to... Uh, deal with it and uh, look at it in my life, you know, so I, I have a totally different spin on it now S Sounds like you're all realized Zen Buddhist harden up there that he's gonna levitate in a second, too It's gonna be great. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's hear some jokes. Yay, hey. Arden! Oh My goodness. Sorry, that's too loud. That's okay. Um, yeah, no, so uh, let's talk about some stuff Let me let me grab the mic because that's how I do um uh, I asked my friend, she's a nurse, I said, uh, how much jerking off is too much jerking off because I think I'm there. And uh, she said, uh, well, what's your number? And I said, well, I'm up to seven today so far. She said, keep going. I said, all right. Uh, you know, I look at these things as a challenge, not so much as a problem. Uh, and that, that's partly why I had to quit the booze was because everything was a challenge. It was, you know, I got, I got to do more and more and more. And, uh, you know, I, I look back and I'm like, look at all the terrible things that I did to people. Like, I, I carried on a year-long relationship with a woman I cared nothing about. Absolutely nothing about. Just because I was drinking and she allowed me to drink because she would drink. And, you know, we were having a great old time. But I, I didn't care, you know. And, uh, you know, ever since I quit drinking and just high all the time, the worst thing I ever did is just forget to have sex with her. You know, that, that's the worst part. That's not so bad, right? Well, I mean, it depends. Uh, but I, I'm trying to date more to get out while I'm sober and doing things and interacting with women. And um, I, I have a problem, and it's because I'm a great talker. Right? Like, I'm talking now. I'm talking way too much. Very few punchlines, lots of talk. Right? And uh, so I have these great conversations, and my one friend put it to me very eloquently. He said, Arden, you're so plutonic. You're fucking radioactive. Thank you. Finally, somebody who acknowledges that that joke is goddamn funny. Thank you, Matt, Mary Curie, and all the people before me who made that joke possible. Oh, thank you. Oh. But anyway, so I go on these dates, and I think I'm having a great time, and they're having a great time, and, and uh, maybe at the end of the night, there's a little making out, 
you know, and uh, I go, can I call you tomorrow? And they say, yeah. So, well, you know, we don't call each other. We text each other now because only psychopaths call each other. And uh, I don't want to freak her out that I'm psycho, you know. So I, I text her. And I'm like, hey, last night was great. Do you want to get together again tonight or, you know, sometime this week? I've been getting the same response uh, at least five times now. It's really starting to get me worried. Uh, it's, uh, hey, last night was great, uh, but I decided to get back with my ex. And, and I'm, I'm saying, what part of last night made you say, ah, shit, I forgot about Steve. Like, what were you making out? It was really hot. And you're like, God, I haven't made out with a guy like this since I made out with Steve. <laughs> and, you know, I, I haven't had to pay for a broke-ass barista on a date since I went out with Steve. And I haven't gone out with a guy who had delusions of grandeur since, you know, I really got to look up Steve and see what the fuck he's doing. Oh, my God. And I'm just wondering, it's not, it's not sexism or anything, it's just me gen genuinely inquiring to the ladies, had you lose a penis? <laughs> like, I know where every potential sexual partner I have in this city is at all times via GPS on my cell phone right now. And I'm just wondering, how you lost not only the penis, but the entire Steve attached to said penis? Like, what did Steve do to end the relationship that you forgot about him? Oh. I'm just saying we should take up a collection for Steve, is what I'm saying. <laughs> but the, you know, actually, the more I think about it, um, I got to go look at those texts because they're eerily similarly worded. I, I think Steve's been swimming in my wake. I don't think these are ex-boy. I think this is some guy following me after the date. You know, they leave my date. They go to the next date with Steve. And they say, you know what? Steve was better. Steve, you know, he, he was the one for me. So fuck Steve. God damn it. God damn it, Steve. I'm going to punch him in the dick if I ever meet Steve. Oh, God damn. Uh, people ask me how I came up with punch him in the dick. Because uh, it's not a common expression by any means. And it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you can kick a guy in the balls, right? But anybody can do that. It takes real expertise to miss the balls and hit the dick. I mean, the shaft of the whole thing with a punch, right? It's just, uh, you really got to be trying is what I'm saying. So uh, that, that it just, it shows how high my anger level is at that point. I'm going to find this Steve fucker. I really am. He's such... Oh, man. But anyway, enough of my dating. My dating is terrible. I, I fucking... Uh, this is the other reason I can't date. As the wind wafts, I get the stench of coffee because I've been making coffee all fucking day. I started this morning at one coffee shop. I ended the afternoon at a different coffee shop, and I just ran over here, so I still stink of coffee. It gets everywhere. It is... Oh, my God. And people are like, oh, but coffee's nice. I'm like, yeah, try living in it. Right? Because after a few hours, it goes from smell like coffee, smell like compost. That is not fun. That is not delicious. That does not make your date want to blow you. Oh. Speaking of getting blown, I'll, 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 I'll end on this. I knew that was coming. That's why I ended on this. Uh, I'm not lonely anymore, is what I'm saying. Look, I've got my issues. I've got my problems with dating and everything. But I'm not lonely anymore. Because... Uh, uh, 
I threw on my back and I gave myself a hernia at the same time. And people said, how did you do that? And I said, well, it's funny. I'm a rock climber and I'm also kind of weirdly flexible in ways. And I figured out the other day that uh, not because of any great gift down below, but, but by sheer flexibility, I can suck my own dick. And uh, I, I surprised myself and caught myself in the mouth. And I, you know, during the spasm of orgasm, I gave myself a hernia and fucked up my back real bad. So uh, I'm still smiling. Anyway, my name's been Arden. You can find me online and such and things. Give it up for Pam Benjamin. Arden can suck his own dick. That is amazing. Hey, Mike Spiegelman, you want to go up? Yeah, great. We're going to do a little, uh, we do a little interview first and then we'll do some comedy. Everybody clap your hands together for Mike Spiegelman. Uh, Thanks, Pam. Thank you, uh, everyone. Yeah, so you have a show here on Sundays from 2 to 4 called Let's Watch Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. You can find it on mutinyradio.fm or iTunes under its very popular acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's all you got to do. <laughs> That's all you got to do. Instead of typing in, like, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube, L-W-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And I actually have a mnemonic device to remember the acronym when you subscribe on iTunes or just get the non-iTunes version on muniradio.fm. L-W-A-L-F-M. It's, you go, think, let's, that's L, watch, W, A, that's uh, self-explanatory. F no hyphen. L full length. There should have been a hyphen, but you know what? It gets complicated. <laughs> what were we talking about, Pam? No, we're just going to talk about whatever. Uh, so you do have a show on Sundays. Yeah. And uh, and you also, how was your show this Sunday at the at the at the deli, the delicious deli that has the really good delicious sandwiches? Uh, it was a fun show, actually. I really like that room. Uh, yeah. There's a community. The difference between like going outside and ordering everything in it is that there is a neighborhood and a community, and there's a place called Gravica's Ocean Beach Deli in the outer Richmond district uh, by the ocean. And uh, the guy, the couple that runs it uh, has two comedy nights a month, uh, as well as like Hawaiian music and something they call like the Sunday morning talk down where they go and they have conversations. But there's like hundreds of different things. The guy's a Star Trek fan. He has a little convention thing going. Wow. Well, yeah. and they make damn fine sandwiches. Yeah, and their, yeah. their food is good, too. Yeah. yeah, so we do a comedy show there, fourth uh, Sunday, and uh, it went well. It went okay. Cool, great. Yeah. And uh, how's your lay? You produce a lot of shows. You've got, like, tons of shows every month. You've got the layover on Tuesdays. Yeah, I do the layover on Tuesday. It's uh, once a month for me. It's a good show. Uh, and uh, I also have Comet Club once a month. Right, Comet Club on, on the, the Marina. Which, and that's on Wednesday, right? Yeah, there's going to be a show. I just... Uh, if we can do an alert, it will be a show the day after 4th of July, uh, Wednesday at the Marina, uh, 8 o'clock. It's across the street from the other comedy show. Don't right worry. from East Side West. Yeah, I was right on that this Wednesday. That yeah. yeah. But uh, to be fair, we've been doing it longer. Yeah, that's uh, true. You've been doing it for years and years and years because I, I remember going to that room. Yeah. Like. It's the, the Comic Club is a great bar in San yeah. Francisco. I love that bar. Absolutely. It's a classic the, bar. The stage is a little funny right now with the weird tiny spotlights, and it always makes me want to like get up on behind the stage to find one of the weird spotlights. Well, I mean, it's a very intimate crowd tonight, yeah. and uh, this is meant for listening, so I thought I would sit down. Yeah, no, I'm, good I'm for I'm going to pour myself some coffee. Is that right? Do your thing. Yeah, yeah okay. absolutely. I'm just having a little, just having a little talk. 
All right. Yeah, uh, with, without watching a movie. So, nice coffee. Yeah, I'm going to have to wake up today on the Pamtastics at 8. It's, we're all going to talk about God. It's going to be funny. I have a did, lot of Pam, did you want some coffee? Do, uh, yeah, hell yeah. Because <coughs> my thermos has about three or four cups. I would. Whoop, that was my joke book. Almost, oh. almost lost that in the coffee. Did you, did you already spill? Do we need to get you some? No, I need I'm to, good. I need to buy some uh, toilet, not toilet paper. Pam, I'm not going to spill. I know this is on the air and okay. this is a public show and I'm a professional. <laughs> no, I know you are. So you also do improv. You like, you like improv so much. <sighs> I'm sorry. As a professional, uh, I do have a kind of higher standard uh, when it comes to just, you know, voice talent and improv, as you say. I'm, I haven't done improv in a lick in my life. Uh, yeah. I do have a sketch. Uh, I have a sketch show. I'm actually going to So wait, be... sketch is not improv? I, I thought that improv and sketch were the same thing. Are they, they're not the same thing? They're in the same spirit, right? I mean, it's comedy. Uh, improv does, has a, a, a way, like a formula, but it's all made up. Sketch comedy, you write a bit, you're doing it on the stage, you die, you change the material, you know, you're, you're working it out. It's different, it's different, uh, different things, but they're both comedy shows. I mean, it's, it's good stuff. Uh, they're, they're fun together, too. Gotcha. I've always thought um, that sketch comedy and improv comedy were like the same it's thing. It's probably because they are united in spirit and should never fight among each other. Sketch comedy and improv should not fight together, right? I guess. Red and blue hug, okay? <laughs> Red and blue make purple. Red and blue doesn't mix. If you ask any cop and fireman. I, see, there was a movie where it was like red and blue doesn't mix. Oh, was that was from a, the 80s? You watch a lot of movies. Yeah, I watch a lot of movies. How many movies would you say that you watch a week? Well, um, my PlayStation 3 uh, can't read discs anymore. And so I usually watch about, I would, I stopped last week at cold turkey, but I would go to the library Oh. and you could check out DVDs for like three or four weeks and it's mostly new movies and it's not, it's a weird hodgepodge. So I'll grab like, you know, any director that I like and it's a Sam Fuller movie pops up or so I'll just watch whatever. And uh, so yeah, maybe about 15 movies a week. Wow. It's, it's the only pop culture I care about anymore. I used to be like so, like I can mention, TV shows, music, and then it's like it's just too much. So I'm just clinging on to movies. Right. Yeah. I mean, oh, TV is such a time sink. They just, they get in, they get those little grips into your head and then. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of shows and a lot of forecasts and a lot of ways of watching it, but I, I feel like, I don't know. Movies. I, but it, it's, it's a different formula, you know, like. Uh, kid now has YouTube or a tablet. They don't have to come home and turn on the TV set and watch Brady Bunch reruns. Or, right. You know, so you watch one day at a time reruns and then uh, your kids watch on uh, Netflix one day at a time. You know, it's just, it's just different stuff, you know. Uh, technology. So you're an old man. What's the scariest thing that's changed since you were young to now? What's like the weirdest? Uh, I, I don't like the disconnect when people are walking around with their phones. I, I, I'm really kind of nervous of just people keeping their eyes on stuff like that. And I, I do think physical media is good. You know, it used Books. to be like... Like physical media, like, I touch this thing here. I own a DVD box set of a TV show, right? right? And if I want to watch it, it's there. If I don't, I don't have to watch it, but it's in my house. But I don't have to... go Porn, right? Let's say you buy a DVD porn. Used to be like, oh God, maybe someone saw me, maybe someone has a record of the transaction. But it's done and you have a physical item. So you can watch that porn anytime. It isn't like, oh, I want to watch porn. I'll go to Pornhub. Guess what? Pornhub's monitoring everything you do, even if you're watching it on incognito mode. 
And why do you want to connect? You know, so the DVD, once you buy it, it's yours. Right. So once you own it, it's yours. And I think that's much better than having like music on the cloud or whatever. So that's my old man. Well, yeah, maybe. And that's just leftover paranoia from the Cold War in the 80s, you think? <laughs> Cold War in the 80s? Just, I'm Don't just saying leftover paranoia. They, oh, yeah, they are watching everything wall. you do. <laughs> Big brother. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's uh, have you do some jokes. Hey, everybody, clap your hey. hands wildly for Mike Spiegelman. Thank you guys very much. I am going to end uh, the three minutes, a lot of time, go through my notebook. But I'm gonna. It'll sound like an act. I don't. Even, why did I even bring that up? And, I, and this is a very professional show. All right. Uh, I went to. Uh, I love being here in the Mission uh, District of San Francisco. They have the best uh, burritos uh, here. And actually, my favorite taqueria is here, Jack in the Box uh, on Geary and, um, in a different district. And I actually was there, and I said, hi, I would like to get a monster taco, please. And the guy said, we are all out of monster tacos. And I said, well, give me something comparable. And he did. He punched me in my stomach. And, uh, and then I say the dollar ninety nine. A hipster walks into a bar, and the bartender says, "What it'll be?" And the hipster looked up from his phone and said, "I just told you on the app." <laughs> this is a real dream for me to be here. Uh, actually, last night I dreamt I was here. I it's in my dream journal. If you don't believe me, I do. Uh, that's physical media. I do like to to write on in my dream journal, and I, I do keep. I don't keep a journal. I keep a diary and uh, as well. And in my diary, I write down everything I do today. Uh, you guys have been a great audience. That's what I'm going to say in my, in my diary. And I write down, and it's really changed my life keeping a diary. And it's gotten to the point where I dream about my day, which makes my dream journal completely redundant. I'm just like, February, see diary. <clears throat> guys, I love uh, watching TV growing up. People, when growing up, they used to be like snobs. They'd be like, oh, I don't watch TV. I uh, listen to NPR. I, uh, I read books. And now in the 21st century, people are still snobs. They're like, oh, uh, I don't watch TV on TV. I cut the cord. Now, excuse me, it's a classier thing to do. And now, if you may, I have to go sit in the toilet and uh, binge watch a show. Right, let me see if I could find some. Oh, I don't know. You know, I uh, <clears throat> I once uh, opened uh, for a R-rated hypnotist. I think I got paid. Uh, F- fuck shit, shit, fuck, fuck. I don't know why I said that. You know, uh, let me. Uh, I know I'm looking through my notebook. I'm trying to find jokes that I uh, that I, I want to just work out, and some old jokes. A lot of these are old jokes. Uh, Kids, hold your ears. Uh, I'm going to talk about Albert Einstein. He used to love fucking prostitutes. I mean, I'm not using the word fucking as an adjective either. He, he actually liked to uh, fuck prostitutes. And one time he was fucking a prostitute, and the prostitute said, oh, he said to the prostitute, excuse me, Albert Einstein said to the prostitute, oh, baby, you're so tight. And uh, the prostitute said, wrong hole, genius. All right, so uh, Albert Einstein was uh, fucking a prostitute, doggy style this time. And uh, 
He looks down at her tramp stamp, and it says E equals MZ squared. And Albert Einstein said, between thrusts, uh, oh, energy equals the mass times the square uh, speed of light squared. And uh, the prostitute said, that's what it means? The tattoo artist told me that was a Chinese symbol for serenity. All right, I think I, oh, here we go. <laughs> you know what? People always talk about porn. I just, uh, uh, and how uh, old porn was better because it had a plot. But let's just face it, those plots were disgusting, right? We're in San Francisco. The most famous porn movie shot here was probably Behind the Green Door, which was a story about uh, a man at a diner having breakfast. Uh, these two brothers approach him, and they tell him the story about how the night before they saw this burlesque show where this woman got on stage and nuns ate her out, and three guys fucked her, and then there was a big trampoline circus act. And I was just like, this movie's disgusting. That guy's trying to eat breakfast. Shut up about the porn acts. He's trying to have eggs. <laughs> All right, so, uh, oh, Albert Einstein was fucking his sister, and afterwards, <laughs> like immediately afterwards, like when you're, you're still coming when you put your boxers on, uh, his uh, sister said, Albert Einstein, don't you think I'm the best fuck you ever had? And Albert Einstein said, relatively speaking. <laughs> uh, that's scary. Well, I will retire that joke. You know, uh, speaking of retirement, uh, it's so funny going to, to orgies. Uh, I was at an orgy and I, uh, this guy said, hey, I recognize you from the back of my head. And it's true, he's my barber. And then I blew him. So I was at this, uh, and it was uh, it was all millennials and me, and they they did the thing where uh, uh, they, the hostess had a fifth glass fishbowl, and she asked for keys, and she said that the if all the guys could put their keys in there, and the ladies will pick the keys, and the fishbowl went around the circle of guys, and including me, and I came back and there was, there was no uh, keys in the fishbowl, and the hostess said. Don't you guys uh, like to play? Why, why there's no keys in the fishbowl? And, and the guy said, we, we all took Uber. We didn't bring our keys. We didn't drive. I took the bus. Man, that joke is really dated. That used to be funny. Honestly, God, I wouldn't have written that down. Uh, I actually had this, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to pretend I was at an orgy. What the fuck's wrong with me? Uh, <clears throat> you know, maybe it's just an act. Maybe it is in real life. Maybe I am married and I, I don't go to orgies. Maybe I was walking down 24th Street and I saw a caramel apple on the ground. You know what I did? I ate it. It's all right to fuck up in life. It's like what I always say. You'll live once. YOLO. Uh, you know, let me do that again. So I was walking down 14th, 24th Street and I saw a caramel apple on the ground. And you know what I did? I ate it. All right. That version didn't work either. <laughs> Uh, what the hell I write? I'd ride share my, okay, yeah. All right, oh, hey, you know what? Pam, I'm on a seafood diet. Uh, whenever I seafood, I check to see if it is seafood because I'm on a seafood diet. Pam, I'm on a seafood diet. Uh, and actually, uh, it's a terrible diet. I've gained like 15 pounds. Seafood is actually not, uh, it's very fattening. So I would not even call it a diet. Well, that's it. Thanks a lot. I, I'm going to end the show by standing up. Thanks. We're watching Koyan Naskowski, uh, 2 o'clock. Koyan Naskowski? Yeah, from 1982. Wow. Uh, without the music, though. So it'll be good.
Sweet. Everybody, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. Well, the five of you were here, and that's nice. Well, Rachel Raphael's on her way. Yeah, I just I just don't understand why nobody pre-signed today. It's 4th of July weekend, is that it? Or is it just that everyone likes to go to Brainwash on, on Fridays now? Brainwash is super fun on Fridays. I think that's what it is. Well, um, if you're out there listening, there might be someone coming up later in this podcast. We'll see. Uh, but if not, uh, let's see uh, if we can find you some good music here on the happy hour. you want to do a set oh she's in the bathroom hey everybody we have one more comedian for you tonight on the happy hour lucky you here you go she's coming out from the bathroom clap your hands wildly together for rachel Raphael. here's here's a dude look there's there's a dude there there's a person there you know, there's all the people in my mind. I'm also performing comedy for them. Um, <laughs> uh, so, I don't know if there's enough people in, in the room to be like, does anyone like watching sports? So, I'll just tell you, both my favorite sports are like currently on right now. Well, one just ended and the other's just starting. And I'm, of course, talking about RuPaul's Drag Race and American Ninja Warrior. Those are my two favorite sports. Um... <laughs> And American Ninja Warrior is becoming more and more like RuPaul's Drag Race every single episode, which I'm fine with. (laughs) 
but you can't just like run the obstacle course now. You have to have like a t-shirt and your own nickname and like all your friends have to be wearing your specific like t-shirt and you have to do like a ritual before you run the course. And I am hoping like, you know, once they reach like stage two of Las Vegas, which is like the finale, they all secretly have to lip sync for their life and maybe like put a dress together. Um, and, uh, hello, come in. There's a new person or just a person who's been walking by. Who knows? Uh, like I do. And at the, at the top of Mount Dor- Midoriyama, I do hope it's like, all right, you can, you can climb this rope real fast or you got to like kill this lip sync to a Madonna song. Um, <laughs> and I'm also really hoping for a power couple from both of the sports and and that would be amazing. Um, I'm in a fantasy league about one of those sports, and it's not American Ninja Warrior. It is RuPaul's Drag Race. So which one's tr- really the true sport? Um, you know, you never know. I find it difficult to be a woman. That's why I never dress up. So, so you know, the drag queens are heroes, is what I'm saying. Um, any, any, anyone go to the hospital a lot? No, just me? All right. Um... <laughs> I wouldn't, I don't know if I count as a frequent flyer, uh, like of the hospital, but if the hospital was Saturday Night Live, I think I'm like one level below Alec Baldwin because I'm, I'm going there like every other year, guys. Every other year. Apparently I like to go to the hospital. Um, and I was in the hospital in, in the beginning of May and this was the first year I'd been in the hospital where I thought of myself as a comedian rather than just a woman who talks too much, which I'm not saying isn't someone's definition of a female comedian. I'm just saying it's about what I, how I choose to identify myself. Um, but here's what I learned. or Guys, if you're a patient in the hospital, that's a great time to do comedy. They can't leave. Your audience is always there. The nurses are not allowed to leave. They have to pretend to listen to you. Um, and the best time to do comedy is... Uh, when they give you uh, medicine, because every time they hand you a pill, you have to tell them your full name and date of birth. I thought it was just for the fun drugs. Like, I thought you only had to do this for painkillers, but apparently it's every pill, even if it's not fun. Um, so you can really just do like a tight five uh, in between your first name and your last name. They can't leave. Um, I think it'd be better for like some nickname bits. Uh, so here, here's some of my ideas. Do you want a Percocet? Yeah. Uh, full name, Rachel the Pissing Racehorse, Rafael. Oh, you don't get that one yet. Well, hang that IV bag full of fluids and wait a half hour. You will get it. Um, Rachel, too young for hot flashes? Apparently not, Rafael. Um, and then, you know, just to, just to really, like, really just, you know, call out the subtext, um, Rachel, look, I've had enough opportunities to be addicted to Percocet if I was going to be, and I'm not, so I don't think I should have to hide how much I enjoy taking it. Rafael. Um, so yeah. Uh, so that's what I'm saying. Uh, hospital, great time to do bits. We'll see, you know, maybe, maybe I'll start an improv show there uh, in two years when I go back. I don't know what for yet. We're going to find out. Um, it's going to be fun. Uh, probably not. <laughs> Um, so a few days ago, I saw my therapist. I am, I am being a comedian, so I probably have a therapist. I saw my therapist and I was discussing how, 
it was uncomfortable for me when people were giving me compliments and I was discussing like a specific situation that had happened the week before. And then as I left, my therapist was like, good job on getting compliments. And I like just stood in the door and was like, did you try and compliment me for getting compliments? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, I can't deal with that. What do you think we're going to do? And then I ran out. (laughs) And what I'm saying is, first of all, I think I've been like therapy inceptioned. And, um... I also, what I also like about this story is I don't think I have to tell you I'm Jewish. I just have to tell you that story. You already know. <laughs> By the end of that story, you're like, hmm, bet she's Jewish. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll keep going. I'll keep going. Um, we're, we're in the slow season for Jewish holidays right now. Uh, they're, they're coming back up in September. Uh, we have the high holidays coming up, which is not about pot. I'm sorry, Arden. Um, that's Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And then you have Hanukkah, and then Shemadana, and then Hakshivu, and then you have uh, Tubishvat and Shavuot, and Sukkot. And I, guys, I've only made up half of those holidays. <laughs> I only made up half of those holidays, and if there wasn't a Jew laughing, you wouldn't even know. Because um, 2017, New Year, time to fuck with Gentiles. Uh, that's my goal. It is so easy. It's amazing. Um, how much, all right, uh, do I have a good joke to end on? We're going to find out. Um, (laughs) apparently I have no, I have no jokes left in my, in my mind. Um, all right, I'll go with this one. So I was in the hospital, uh, for a hernia. I was getting it fixed. Uh, I had it in my stomach. Um, fellas, I'm very single, just so you know. Uh, now a hernia is, it's like, you can think of it as a hole between like two parts of your body. You can think of an umbilical hernia as your stomach is a slab of bacon, which is something Pam Benjamin told me when she was really drunk after I told her I had an umbilical hernia. We don't know what the rest of the story is. Or, uh, and that's how I thought of it. And so when they fix it, they usually put like a mesh in between. Um, but after like I got my hernia fixed, and I finally got to see the scar. I realized what really happened when they fixed my hernia is it's more like if you've ever put on a jacket that's a little too small, and so you've had to like pull it together and straighten it out to zip it up. It's like that, except that happened inside my body. Thank you. Rachel Ravel. All right. Also, uh, she deals crack. That's matzah crack. It's actually a delicious candy treat. It's matzah with the cat. It's candy crack, and it's uh, amazing stuff. So go high holidays, uh, yippee kaye. Uh, no, it's for times of, it's for times of deliciousness. Passover, whatever. You can get matzah crackers all year long, making caramel delicious things. Your next comedian. Uh, we don't really know him, so we're going to be really nice and kind and clap wildly and laugh at the jokes of Jackson Banks. Thank you. Thank you so much. I just moved here from Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, I was denied weed, and I want to go home. I am fucking sick of this town. Fuck this. Just kidding. I think it's beautiful. I love it. Uh, who's dating tonight? You guys fucking... Who's, who's having, yeah. yeah, that's why we're here at, the, at this, this radio station. Where is, where is all the, the pussy at? Um, I, uh, no, I, uh, I, I like Dayton. My favorite thing about Dayton is being the third wheel. That's my hit. 
I love that shit because it's kind of like the two people on the date are my mom and my dad and we're a family again so I think it's pretty cool um I do jump to conclusions with women, I'd say. A bit of a predator, quote, quote, unquote. Um, I, uh, I, the other day, a, a female friend of mine was just like, uh, Jackson, the, uh, my boyfriend just dumped me. I really, I need a shoulder to cry on. And I was like, it's boning time. So I went over to her house, and I'm sitting on her bed, and she's yakking about some bullshit. And, uh, and, and she reaches into her dresser, and I'm just like, here come the rubbers. Right here come the rubbers, and she pulls out a 44 caliber Magnum revolver, and she's like, "Jackson, I hate myself. Please kill me." And I was like, "Oh my God, I am so sick of this friend zone bullshit." Um, it's been tough, you know. I uh, broke up with uh, me and my girlfriend broke up before I got here, and it's tough. Hardest thing about breaking up with someone is because you you can't help but picture them with other guys, you know, and I picture her with the worst guys, you know. In my mind, she's getting double teamed by Satan and John Wilkes Booth right now. You know, they're like, hey, Jack. And she's like, Jesus and Dr. King died for nothing. You know, it's it's pretty intense. I grew up, I grew up uh, I, I'm a straight white male, uh, or as I like to call it, priority male. <laughs> um, uh, and people are getting in my face just like, you fuck you, white male privilege, fuck you. And I'm just like, hey, look, lady, it is not my fault that I am the same race, gender, and sexual orientation as our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, racism was tricky growing up uh, in Utah. Uh, and by that I mean it didn't exist because there was only white. So it was a, it was a utopia. But we don't, just kidding, it wasn't. That, I didn't, that came out wrong. Listen. Um, <laughs> That came out wrong. They oversimplified racism. They made it seem like Lord of the Rings, like in the textbooks. They were like, in the final battle of the Civil War, racism came out of the ocean in the form of a great squid, and Abraham Lincoln slew it with a golden spear. Um, but uh, I think racism is a lot more like the movie when a stranger calls, you know, they're like, the racism is coming from inside your mother. You've got to get out now. Um, so it's, it's tricky. Um, you guys ever hit a woman when she's out of line? You ever do that? Neither do I. Neither do I. Thank God I'm with allies. Um, it's funny because people are like, I'm not, I'm not sexist. I'll hit a woman. I'm not sexist. Well, that is sexist because when you're hitting a woman, it's with the expectation that she's not going to hit back. Like no abusive redneck husband is just like, Sterla, if you don't settle down, I'm going to face you in single combat. All right? <laughs> Two spouses enter, one spouse leaves. You want to do this? Um, shootings. Uh, school shootings are unfortunate. They're bumming me out. Um, and the sad thing about a school shooting is it's a paradox because a school shooter is doing it to like get the glory. He wants to like go out and get his 15 minutes of fame and he wants people to know his name. Sometimes you want to go. Um, but uh, I, like the, the, the sad thing is we've got to report on the shooting in order to stay informed. But by reporting on it, we like give the shooter what he wants. And I think the greatest example of this is Adolf Hitler. You know, because he, he committed the greatest atrocity in the history of mankind. People talk about him, you know, anytime they're talking about good and evil, they make movies about him every year. So Hitler is laughing at us in hell right now, okay? He's laughing. He's like, the Third Reich may have fallen, but Hitler's still a fucking superstar, baby. How bad was I? Hitler, naughty kitty. Anybody? Come on, Hitler, naughty kitty. What's going on? Is this thing on? Come on. Am I live right now? Um, I'll leave you with this. Um... It's been great. Uh, I, 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 it's silent in this room, but I think uh, people in their cars and their homes are busting a friggin' gut, you know? Um, I, uh, I was at an open mic in my youth, 
And uh, there were two female comics there. They were equally funny, equally cool people. One of them was way hotter than the other one. Um, so I valued her life more. Uh, and and I, I, I caught myself doing this and I was disgusted, you know, because I'm so sick of commoditizing women and just like, oh, look at the shapes on that. This part is just right. And uh, so I, I'll never objectify a woman again. OK, I will never do it again. So, ladies, if you ever notice that I make eye contact with you and I quickly look away and I shout, I will not take part in a flesh market. Uh, well, that means I think you're cute. OK. All right. Thanks for your time. This has been great. <laughs> Jackson Banks, everyone! Hooray! All the way from... I didn't know people in Salt Lake City had sense of humor. That's so exciting. That's, I, I thought that they were all like... like um, you know that kind of cheese that you get that comes in plastic and you unwrap it? I thought they were like that. <laughs> but, but it's all lies and hearsay. Your next comedian, he wins pun battles in places or comes in second or does it. I, I love his puns. I, 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 you guys can make, everyone can make their choices about puns, but I think they're fucking hilarious. He also has other jokes, but uh, you know, he, but he's very, he's gifted in the world of punnery. Uh, hey everybody, put your hands together for Joseph Ugalde. Thank you. Thank you, Pam. Thank you, Radio Land. Oh man. So let's talk current events. According to some new research, 7% of Americans think that chocolate milk comes from brown cows. 7%. It's true. It's true. I know. Uh, and then a related story, 73% of Americans think that bullshit comes from white voters. Wow, political humor. I'm going to keep working on that joke, and someday I'm going to make something of it. But in the meantime, chocolate milk. Oh, uh, So I was in the mall the other day. We don't have a lot of malls in San Francisco, but there's a couple. And I'm walking along, and there's, I see there's an attractive woman a few yards ahead of me. Gets to the escalator. She sees me out of the corner of her eye. She stops, steps aside to let me go up the escalator first. And I'm thinking, did she just go out of her way to make sure that I didn't look at her ass? Because it sure seems that way. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. If I did that, you'd think that I was the creep. It's like, ooh, this is an attractive woman. <laughs> right this way. Yeah, but she does it. No, it's self-preservation. I'm thinking, I should have just turned back to her and said, oh, are you trying to look at my ass? She'd have gone, ah. No, I didn't want you to look at mine. I said, that's exactly what a creeper would say. Mm. That's exactly what a creeper would say. New premises week, kids. New premises. This is going to be gold in a month. So consider yourselves on the ground floor. It's a ground floor opportunity you're witnessing here. Oh, I like it. Uh, new ears. Bill O'Reilly from Fox News got fired. Did you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently he had an unfortunate habit of saying inappropriate things to his female coworkers. Yeah. According to uh, one court testimony, he told a female coworker that he wanted to take a bath with her and rub her naked body all over with a falafel. A falafel. Yeah. He meant a loofah. But he said falafel. Yeah. Even worse, a week later, 
He asked her for a golden shawarma. That's a solid joke. Solid joke. I was so proud of that joke that I went and Googled it to make sure that no one else had thought of it. Uh, And no one else had thought of the joke. But turns out there was a restaurant called the Golden Shawarma. (laughs) But it got shut down. And I thought, well, it figures because of all the pee. Let's see. It's a joke upon a joke upon a joke. Wow. I don't know. I don't know. I should talk. Bill O'Reilly. I've been known to date my coworkers. Yeah. That's great. They're right there. Uh, it's true. Once I even dated a woman from the human resources department. Yeah. How's that for gutsy? Yeah. Yeah. It was great. For every orgasm I had, she'd match it up to 5% of the time. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's a 401k joke. That's what the kids are looking for. I don't know. Well, I dated her. I don't know. She was more like a friend with benefits. Zoom! <laughs> These aren't the jokes. Hi, Rachel. Oh, man. I like it. I like it. I like it. Ah. Puffy ski jackets are back in style. Yeah. Have you seen it? If you start watching for them, they're everywhere. That would have been great if one had just walked in right then. Uh, they are everywhere. I counted the other day, and I, I was just counting them walking down the street, and I counted 30 like in one, in one stroll. Puffy ski jackets. It's like once every 20 years, Americans get an uncontrollable urge to look like a burrito. I don't know why. Take two. Once every 20 years, Americans get an uncontrollable urge to look like a baked potato. Take three. Once every 20 years, Americans get an uncontrollable urge to look like they're wearing a sleeping bag. I still don't know. There's some place to go, but it is a trend. It is a trend. I don't like that. My problem is, I'm a type B guy living in a type A town. That's the problem. Everybody nowadays is just so, so driven, you know? On the weekends, they're like, oh, I'm going to go for a hike, and then I'm going to go surfing, and then I'm going to mountain climbing, and then I'm going to Tahoe and do some skiing. And I'm thinking, I'm going to drink a six-pack, watch some cartoons, and then sleep till two in the afternoon. That's my idea of living on the edge. I don't know. It's great. It's great. Don't like that. Sometimes I just put too much pressure on myself. Yeah. The other day I caught myself faking an orgasm while masturbating. That's true. That's a horrible, horrible thing to say. What is this? My comedy is so thought-provoking. Discu- thought-provoking is it? Uh, the audience is breaking into discussion groups. Uh-huh. Boom! Uh-huh. I'm Joseph Gang. See you next time. <laughs> Yay! 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 Um, guy with the Kangol hat. You are you a comedian? You want to go up? No. Are we? You just came into really? You just came in to watch the funny people. That's so nice. 
Uh, there's a book show at 8 o'clock that's going to be about uh, God. We're going to do all comedy, uh, making fun of God and Jesus, space, time, cats, kind of all that stuff coming up together. Uh, the headliner of that show is Zach Wiseman, so you know it's going to get crazy. Uh, Zach Wiseman's such a uh, cool dude. He grew up in a town in, in uh, Alaska called Bethel, Alaska, where there was a school shooting that he actually witnessed. And the crazy thing is, you can watch this new A&E show called Kids Who Kill, and it's one of the guys on the first one. He's the one from Bethel, fucking Alaska. And so Jonathan and I are watching it, and I'm like, oh my God, if the principal gets shot in the stomach, this is the one that Zach witnessed. And then it did, and then we asked that, and indeed... He knows that guy, so. And they have him on an A&E show. I mean, what else are you going to do when you have 99 years in jail? You might as well be on a, be on a reality TV show for A&E. Why not? Uh, that or intervention. Take your choice. Or hoarders. That's my other favorite one. Boy, do I love to see people buried in their own trash. All right. It's scary and weird, Americans. I still can't make a joke out of it, but 19 million of us have a disorder that makes our lives unlivable called hoarding 19 million americans because we have too much stuff we're so capitalist that we've made ourselves sick with it love it there's comedy in there somewhere i swear all right well uh, we're going to be back at eight o'clock with fantastics comedy clubhouse with the god stuff comedy show so stick around it's only five bucks uh and if not we'll see you next week on some show somewhere yay bye scream at nothing and everything at the same time who dance till sunup who cause the sun to set again with irreverent bow who rival the moon with gravitational force who leave rooms feeling empty and earthquake struck who don't give a fuck who make who do who dream out loud and laugh like maniacs who draw shock and awe on faces graced with watching who create from the soul of an orgasm who swagger even alone in the shower who fight with passion and love with passion and are passion who catapult over cliffs in the name of revolution, who would rather die than fall in line to conform, who constantly challenge the norm, who greet each and every day as if just born. I say to you, I know your greatness, the way a suicide jumper knows weightless just before the impact, and in fact, I know it best when I say to you, I love you. The Night Space brings you high time story time every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. Listen to San Francisco's finest underground comedians read crazy stories written by me, Arden, on The Night Space. The Night Space, featuring High Time Storytime, every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. High Time Storytime, Volume 1, now available on Amazon.com for Kindle and electronic download. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl 
to Gutter Punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I used to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. You mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find counter offer, offering you amazing late night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini and creamy delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them. Specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Tell me what you think about your situation, complication, aggravation. Is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the Edge of Insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh, Kit Marie, Brandon Ray, and Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, PCRcollective.org. We'll see you there. Billy Bob. 
You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead passengers? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl! Are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8 that's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. L-S-D, fap, acid, fapping, fapping, acid, acid, fapping, fapping, acid, fap, 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 acid. Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping. This is Tusha Matters with Mute in the Radio. Big up to the number one station that rule the nation. Give it to me every time. Stand every Sunday at 1 p.m. Parque Ninos Unidos at 23rd and Folsom. The free farm stand and all volunteer run project of the No Penny Opera. It's about sharing the wealth of urban farms and gardens. Making, helping making local growth, fresh and nutrients, organic produce accessible to all, especially those in individuals or low incomes or tight budgets. The Free Farm Stand grows food in San Francisco and distributes it's it for free. We act as a gathered place and mission to encourage community growth and involvement. This effort resolved most around gathering surplus foods from neighborhood gardens, various farmer markets, community gardens, public and private fruit trees, and hosting a space where this bounty can be shared with all. We also work with produce to the people who harvest organic fruits from backyard fruit trees and public spaces and bring it out to our free farm stand. For more information or if you want to help or if you have or know of a fruit tree that needs picking, 
You can contact Lauren with at produce to the people at produce to the people. For those who have an insatiable appetite for all things in life, who scream at nothing and everything at the same time, who dance till sunup, who cause the sun to set again with irreverent bow, who rival the moon with gravitational force, who leave rooms feeling empty and earthquake struck, who don't give a fuck, who make, who do, who dream out loud and laugh like maniacs, who draw shock and awe on faces graced with watching, who create from the soul of an orgasm, who swagger even alone in the shower, who fight with passion, and love with passion, and our passion, who catapult over cliffs in the name of revolution, who would rather die than fall in line to conform, who constantly challenge the norm, who greet each and every day as if just born, I say to you, I know your greatness the way a suicide jumper knows weightless just before the impact, and in fact, I know it best when I say to you, I love you. The Night Space brings you High Time Storytime every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. Listen to San Francisco's finest underground comedians read crazy stories written by me, Arden, on The Night Space. The Night Space featuring High Time Storytime every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. High Time Storytime Volume 1 now available on Amazon.com for Kindle and electronic download. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey.
Franciski. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini and creamy delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Tell me what you think about your situation. Complication, aggravation. Is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the Edge of Insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh, Kit Marie, Brandon Ray, and Mistress Christine. All on Muni Radio. That's right, PCRcollective.org. We'll see you there. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8 that's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. 
incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. LSD, fap, acid, fapping, fapping, acid, acid, fapping, fapping, acid, fap, 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 acid. Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping. This is Tusser Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Stand every Sunday at 1 p.m. Parking Ninos Unidos at 23rd and Folsom. The free farm stand and all volunteer run project of the No Penny Opera. It's about sharing the wealth of urban farms and gardens. Making, helping making local growth, fresh and nutrients, organic produce accessible to all, especially those in individuals or low incomes or tight budgets. The free farm stand grows food in San Francisco and distributes its it for free. We act as a gathered place and mission to encourage community growth and involvement. This effort resolved most around gathering surplus foods from neighborhood gardens, various farmer markets, community gardens, public and private fruit trees, and hosting a space where this bounty can be shared with all. We also work with produce to the people who harvest organic fruits from backyard fruit trees and public spaces and bring it out to our free farm stand. For more information or if you want to help or if you have or know of a fruit tree that needs picking, you can contact Lauren with at produce to the people at produce to the people. insatiable appetite for all things in life who scream at nothing and everything at the same time who dance till sunup who cause the sun to set again with irreverent bow who rival the moon with gravitational force who leave rooms feeling empty and earthquake struck who don't give a fuck who make who do who dream out loud and laugh like maniacs who draw shock and doll on faces graced with watching who create from the soul of an orgasm who swagger even alone in the shower who fight with passion and love with passion and our passion who catapult over cliffs in the name of revolution who would rather die than fall in line to conform who constantly challenge the norm who greet each and every day as if just born i say to you i know your greatness the way a suicide jumper knows weightless just before the impact and in fact i know it best when i say to you i love you the Night Space brings you High Time Storytime every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. Listen to San Francisco's finest underground comedians read crazy stories written by me, Arden, on The Night Space. The Night Space featuring High Time Storytime every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. High Time Storytime Volume 1 now available on Amazon.com for Kindle and electronic download. 
you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I'd bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. You mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit, it's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini and creamy, delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them. From the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Off a son? changed like three times <laughs> the course of that. Tell me 
what you think about your situation, complication, aggravation. Is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the Edge of Insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh. Kit Marie. Brandon Ray. And Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, PCRcollective.org. We'll see you there. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8 that's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. LSD, fap, acid, fapping, fapping, acid, acid, fapping, fapping, acid, fap, 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 acid. Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping. This is Tusser Metals with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. The Freeform Stand, every Sunday at 1 p.m., Parking Unidos Unidos at 23rd and Folsom. The Freeform Stand, an all-volunteer run project of the No Penny Opera. It's about sharing the wealth of urban farms and gardens. Making, helping making local growth, fresh and nutrients, organic produce accessible to all, especially those in individuals or low incomes or tight budgets. The Free Farm Stand grows food in San Francisco and distributes its it for free. We act as a gathered place in mission to encourage community growth and involvement. 
this effort resolved most around gathering surplus foods from neighborhood gardens, various farmer markets, community gardens, public and private fruit trees, and hosting a space where this bounty can be shared with all. We also work with produce to the people who harvest organic fruits from backyard fruit trees and public spaces and bring it out to our free farm stand. For more information or if you want to help or if you have or know of a food tree that needs picking, you can contact Lauren with at Produce to the People at Produce to the People. For those who have an insatiable appetite for all things in life, who scream at nothing and everything at the same time, who dance till sunup, who cause the sun to set again with irreverent bow, who rival the moon with gravitational force, who leave rooms feeling empty and earthquake struck, who don't give a fuck, who make, who do, who dream out loud and laugh like maniacs, who draw shock and awe on faces graced with watching, who create from the soul of an orgasm.